Welcome to the Property Voice Podcast, helping you to navigate safely through the world of property investing. Get the lowdown and updates, insights and outcomes on all matters property with a splash of entertainment along the way. The Property Voice, a voice to trust among the crowd. Now, let's get started with your host, Richard Brown. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Voice podcast. My name is Richard Brown, and as always, it's a pleasure to have you join me again on the show today. Today's going to be one of those episodes where you might just get to hear at least one useful piece of technology or an app that could actually help to make your property life that little bit more useful, enjoyable, or even productive. I've literally spent the bank holiday Monday, or most most of it, not all of it, uh, gathering together a list of apps, um, many of which have come from uh, some of our recent guests. And of course, uh, some of you lovely people as well have contributed quite a few. And I'll, I'll try and name check a few of you later on. If yeah, Hopefully, I've got, a, I've got most of those names out. But uh, by the way, if I don't name check you, I'm sorry about that. Uh, it's a legitimate or, or genuine mistake. But I've also gathered a few all by myself. Thank you very much. I don't really know how it's going to go um, as I plan to run through some of the general categories that I've listed out and highlight some of the top apps that I have used personally or have come with a strong recommendation from, from our community and one or two other notable mentions. There's a long list here and uh, it will be added to uh, as the series unfolds as I do know that we have one or two more yet to be revealed but I don't wish to spoil the fun just yet so I've held just one or two back for now. But if you like a bit of tech, then today is just for you to indulge in. Okay, so let's get on with this week's featured topic with Property Chatter. So as I mentioned, I plan to run through some of the general categories of of apps and they're they're not in a particular order. So sorry if it seems a little bit random and haphazard. Um, perhaps with a little bit more time and organization, I could have uh, put some sort of sequence to it, but um, at least I've grouped them together. So to help you uh, understand or where to go for some of these apps, and I'm literally reading from a list. I'm not going to read every single one. There's uh, about seven pages worth of apps I've got in front of me, so I'm not going to go through every single one. I'm just going to try and focus in on some of those key particular apps, uh, which you might find useful. So the first general heading I've got is property management apps and um, it's quite fitting really because over the last couple of weeks we've had a few guests on who um, fall into that category. Of course we had Mark Trupp from Arthur Online so Arthur Online gets a a mention along with uh, Ask Porter and if you remember Tom Shrive came and talked about uh, cats (laughs) to help us understand about uh, artificial intelligence. So Arthur Online and Ask Porter are certainly two that are worthy of, of note. But some other ones, I'm going to give them all a bit of a shout out because they, a lot of the community have mentioned these actually. So um, just thought Smart Property Manager is another one you might want to check out. Property Hawk. I think Patna. Is it Patna or Patma? Patma, I think it is, is another one that got a mention. And another one from me really that I just wanted to shout out was Tokit or Tokit. Uh, and Tokit's particularly useful if you're into short-term lettings. It's a channel management system. So I think probably Ask Arthur, um, ask Arthur, <laughs> Arthur Online, Ask Porter and Tokit would be uh, the ones I had, you know, top of mind and some notable mentions there as well from, uh, from our community as well. And then the next category I got is mapping. So totally unrelated really to property management, but there we go. 
Uh, I've got a number, I've got about three on the list, but I just want to give a particular shout out. I can't really, uh, well, I've used Nimbus Maps, so nimbusmaps.co.uk if you want to check that out. That's been pretty useful as a, as a mapping tool, also links with uh, land registry data as well. So you, you can overlay plots of land on a, on a graphical, uh, graphical interface, so that's pretty useful. But you can't overlook uh, Google Earth, Google Maps, and Google Street View because they're, uh, for me at least, they're invaluable, particularly when I'm investing far from home. I always look at all three of those, try and work out what's in the local area, try and look at the street on a 360 basis and try and look at this sort of general area to work out transport connections, that kind of, that sort of thing. So they're really useful tools, I have to say. But perhaps building on the theme of general property research tools, there we go, there is a bit of a link and method to my madness. Um, the Some of the ones I wanted to shout out, particularly in the podcast, well, the planning portal is really useful. So planningportal.co.uk. Um, it, it groups together a list of useful information about planning, regulations, and that kind of thing, but it also links to all the local council planning portals. So it's a central repository, really, where you can go through, put in a postcode, and it'll tell you who the local planning authority is, and you can go there. There's a number of other ones that were mentioned uh, by our community. Acorn was one, but I particularly like Property Wizard. Um, you can get a lot of uh, the Nomis data and Acorn data and other related types of information on employment and demographics and geogra- geography. Uh, geograph- geography, if I can say the word, uh, through Property Wizard, and it's with two Zs, propertywizard.com. Um, I've always really liked Property B, uh, but unfortunately it seems to be unsupported anymore. It, w- it was only working on the Firefox browser in any case. And I believe as the Firefox browser has been updated, Property B is no longer being updated. So that's a bit of a sad loss. But um, Property B was a plugin that let you see behind the, the scenes, if you like, of Rightmove. So the next best one is Property Tracker, and a number of you have, uh, have commented on that one. PropertyTracker.com is a useful one to understand what's going on with a particular property, what sort of offers have been received, what sort of discounting, how long on the market. It's a, a little bit lifting the hood, as it were, behind Rightmove and some of the portals data. But I also like Home or Home.co.uk because it gives a lot of information about average time to sell, average time to rent, and average rents and, and that, that sort of data. And, and I always look at, uh, well, not always, but tend to look at LHA or, or housing, um, housing benefit types of rents, uh, particularly in certain locations. You know what the uh, housing benefit rent is. Uh, you know it's at the low sort of 30 percentile um, grading of local rents. It's useful for a number of um, reasons. It could be the fallback of having to rent to housing, as, um, housing benefit tenants. It could also be useful to be able to pitch or, or plot where average rents are in that area. So the valuation office uh, produced this data, which is LHA Direct. And there's a link in the, sh- uh, in the list that will take you there, LHA Direct. But if you Google it, you'll find it yourself. No problem. Of course, we've got some property listings as well. I'm sure most of you, if not every single one of you, is familiar with Rightmove, Zoopla, and On the Market. They each have their you know merits, I suppose. And I guess if you look at Rightmove, Zoopla, and On a Market, you might get something like 90 or even 95% coverage of the market um, listings there. Uh, notice not all the full 100%, and that's because, uh, and I'll mention in a second, there's some DIY listings and other other types of listing 
which won't necessarily get picked up by all of those portals. But you'll get a, a large degree of market coverage by looking at all of them. I would suggest you get 80 to 90% by looking at just Rightmove and Zoopla. And uh, some of them have their respective strengths as well. Uh, for example, Zoopla and its, uh, its letting agent data is pretty useful. Uh, I tend to go to Rightmove because it's the biggest one. So um, Rightmove for the biggest one, Zoopla for letting agent data on the market just to mop up a little bit extra. But a bit of a shout out as well to Spare Room or spareroom.co.uk uh, because it has useful information on uh, on, on rooms. Uh, so if you've got HMOs, uh, spareroom.co.uk is pretty useful for that. And if you're particularly interested in refurbishment projects, renovations and repossessions, there's a couple of uh, notable sites to go to there. I'm not going to mention all of them, but one I have used is Renovate Alerts. So it's renovatealerts.com. It's uh, useful to go there and you can, uh, they do a screen scrape effectively of all the property listings. Uh, I think they particularly focus on Zoopla uh, and they look for keywords and they scrape it. If there's a you know, refurbishment project or that kind of thing, investment potential, it gets pulled. Uh, you can search by local, uh, local area such as county and, and have a list of that data and push through to you. So that's pretty handy. Uh, and in auction listings in particular, probably the go-to site is uh, EI Group or Essential Information Group. And that's eiPropertyAuctions.co.uk. Uh, definitely go there because uh, it lists all the, all the auctions as far as I'm aware in the UK, but also pulls in all of the property packs as well, the legal packs as well. So it's a central repository, central resource. Um, some of the information is free, but if you want to have a subscription, you can also do that too. And it's not, if you're buying a lot of property or a number of property through auction, it's, it's a useful resource. Then in terms of um, property valuation, uh, obviously land registry, you can pull uh, title deeds uh, online automatically, three pounds a pop, basically. Get the plans and title deeds straight off land registry website. You have to mention that one. But if you want uh, an automated valuation system to maybe do an extra layer of due diligence after your own sort of desktop research, then both HomeTrack and MousePrice do um, automated valuations for about £20 each. So it's a middle ground, if you like, between doing your own desktop research and commissioning a full survey. So if you're looking at what the potential value, value of a property is, whether it's end value or current value, depending on its condition, uh, both of those do pretty, pretty decent uh, valuation surveys for quite a reasonable sum, which of course is an example of uh, technology being applied. And I'm sure that data is going to get better as time goes on. Then if you're looking at, uh, let's just, you know, uh, look, you know, go up a little bit and look at sort of market data. So we're not looking at local area data or individual property data, but more market data. There's a number of resources I could mention. There's the RICS monthly survey. In fact, I'm going to mention it. The RICS monthly survey. Um, Kate Faulkner produces a compilation of house price data and rental data. So if you want to go and look at her website. Uh, she produces a, a report on a regular basis which consolidates all of that. So go to one source, I would say, rather than multiple sources. But my favourites really in this area are um, go to Knight Frank and Savills, who are both very credible and they produce research and, and blogs on the state of the market, really. So you can go to some credible resor uh, resources there and get a current play, uh, state of play of the market. And a bit of a shout out to my own resource, which is the uh, Residential Property Market Insights on uh, Scoop It, um, Scoop It page. So I'm not going to read out the whole link. Well, I actually will. It's scoop it, sorry, scoop.it 
slash t slash residential dash property dash investment. Maybe you should write in a care link rather than try and remember that. It's not the easiest one, but um, I share insights. It's kind of a one a day, every day type of principle. Doesn't always work that way, but that's the idea. And really what I'm doing there is filtering some of the noise and just consolidating what I think is important and sharing that with some of the community who subscribe to, uh, to that system. So that's uh, some of the more macro level uh, property commentary information if you'd like to check that out. Uh, and then moving into some more applications, I guess, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, CRM, if you have a need for CRM, uh, customer relationship management, that is, if you're working with, for example, if you're a deal sourcer, uh, or, you know, you're working with a high volume of contacts, you might need a CRM system. So one of the easiest ones is less annoying CRM, which probably does what it says on the tin, really. It's quite simple to use. Even I can use it. Um, bit of a shout out to Active Campaign as well because I can use that one too. So, a <laughs> couple of CRM systems if you happen to use those. And from an accounting point of view, zero.com seems to be one people are mentioning quite a lot. Um, other notables, QuickBooks and Free Agent. But zero seems to have some integrations. It pulls your bank feeds in and uh, it can integrate into Arthur, for example, that I mentioned earlier, so earlier on. So, you can have this more integrated end to end solution. Um, so minimize your uh, duplication of uh, of data entry if you if you use that particular service. Um, then I've got uh, looking at maybe undertaking projects. I suppose um, you can see how my mind sort of drifting around here uh, during the course of the day as I was compiling this list. But um, if you want to find a tradesperson, it's one of the top questions people always ask. But there's Checker Trade and Rated People, a couple of sites. To be honest, personally, I haven't used them, but I don't always go and look for tradespeople myself. I hasten to add. So um, possibly someone in my team might have been using those. Um, but one of the ones, uh, one of the services I've used a bit in the past is um, if you go to homebuilding.co.uk, which is home building and renovating site, uh, they've got a number of calculators. Uh, for example, for example, in the in the notes I've got in front of me, there's an extension cost calculator. And uh, if you just Google things like um, conservatory cost calculator, you can find out the average cost of extensions or um, different types of conservatory add-ons, that sort of thing. A lot of people ask, how do you, you know, estimate the cost of works? Well, I've written an article about it, so you can write in and I'll gladly send you a copy of the YPM article I wrote. But um, a couple of calculators there that may help you as well. And Travis Perkins also do a quantity surveyor type of service too. So another contribution from, a, from part of our community there. So that's uh, that sort of works cost. The um, another area really is lettings, uh, letting agents. Well, um, there's plenty of them. Uh, so I'm going to focus in more on the online only letting agents. And of course, UPAD gets a mention. We we had James Davis from UPAD join us, of course, um, a couple of weeks ago now. And um, a number of you have actually mentioned the online letting agents. I've seen that that shouted out uh, a few times now. And there's a couple of other ones in the in the notes I've got in front of me. But the online letting agents and UPAD were two definitely that have uh, been quite popular, I would say. And whilst on the uh, topic of agents, we have estate agents. So um, I'm not going to, again, there's lots of estate agents. Uh, I guess it's the online agents, which are an alternative. If, you, if you're doing a flip project, for example, and you're considering selling a property yourself, um, there's a number of um, lower cost online agents now that you could use. Um, you know, in, in the interest of transparency, I've not used um, a self-listing estate agent such as Purple Bricks, Easy Property or House Simple, but they're all there in the, in the notes. 
But what I have used is an estate agent comparison service, uh, such as one by Homeowners Alliance, which is uh, estate agents for me. Uh, it's known as estate agents for me, but it's, it's an interesting link I won't read out. But um, that's uh, look up Homeowners Allowance and Estate Agents for me, and you'll find that one. It does a bit of a comparison service. It's not all agents in a local area, but um, it's the ones who decide to contribute uh, and obviously share some of the commission, I expect, with, uh, with the service. But what you do get is you can see at a glance which agents are selling at the best uh, price and not sort of... Uh, bidding high prices and then having to drop the the listing price consistently over a number of weeks and keeping the property on the market for an extended period of time so that's been a useful tool that i've used a couple of times i have to say and especially in areas i'm not familiar with one really interesting service is quite recently uh, come about and i have again used this one is viewba so v-i-e-w-b-e-r viewber.co.uk and they do viewings and um, they do viewings as if you want to buy a property so they'll go in your stead so for example if you're investing away from home or you can't get there um, very regularly it's a very uh, cost-effective service actually i think it's 60 pounds including a, a video tour photos and videos so that's pretty reasonable i would say Obviously, if you're doing hundreds of these things, it might not be, uh, it might all add up. But um, certainly for me, when I'm just doing a small number, it's it's not a bad service. But equally, if you've got a property that you're renting out, they'll they'll do um, a viewing service so that you can do uh, lettings and a viewing day or, or viewing uh, block block viewings and that that sort of thing. Or indeed, if you need, say, someone to house sit waiting for broadband, which is something I had recently. Um, uh, waiting for a broadband installation they can actually house it and uh, wait for some wait for the broadband engineer or a gas engineer or whatever to turn up and um, and do what they need to do so that was a useful one the um then there's some collaboration tools or team collaboration tools project collaboration tools one that i particularly like is basecamp it's basecamp.com I like it. It's got, you know, you can do a lot of to-dos. You can um, have communication tools. You can store files. You get, you get notifications on your phone or, on, or online, uh, on the web, that is. So I quite like that one. But another notable mention is Productive that came from somebody in our community. And Trello is always mentioned, actually, when we talk about uh, project management. Uh, it seems to be mentioned quite a bit. It's not one I particularly got on with, but a number of other people do seem to. So you may as well uh, check that out. But um, don't overlook, you know, standard tools such as Microsoft Excel. Um, I do a lot of project management myself on Excel. It's not that difficult. I have Gantt charts. I have uh, task um, task breakdown sheets and that kind of thing on Excel. And that's usually good enough for a fairly simple project, I have to say. Um, but equally, cloud-based applications, you know, we all use, we've all got our favorite uh, technology in terms of hardware, PC, Mac, for example. Maybe, I mean, I, I used to work for Microsoft, so I'm quite used to Microsoft technology. But uh, a number of people have given a bit of a shout out to some of the freeware out there, particularly from Google. So you've got Google Documents, Google Sheets, um, which is pretty close to Microsoft standard, but free. So why not, is what I say. Give it a go. And then I don't know if you uh, if you've got a, a lot, sort of a more of a business or you've got people working in your property business, for example, a property manager, a lettings manager, uh, pr 
project manager, uh, then you might need to have some standard systems in place. And Process Street, certainly one I've used in the past, but one that seems to be mentioned quite a lot now, I haven't used it personally, is KISS Flow, which I think stands for Keep It Simple um, Flow. Uh, flow charts. Um, so that seems to be getting a lot of noise and attention. I haven't used it personally, but I've definitely used Process Street, uh, and that's been pretty useful to document and standardize procedures. And then I guess uh, I am flitting around, you can probably tell, but um, some landlord calculators. Well, there's a number that I've mentioned. UPAD, uh, James mentioned a few that they've got on their website. Property 118 do one as well. There's an NLA do one. But I've really wanted to highlight, particularly at this point, the um, a calculator which is on steroids really. It's from the Model Works um, and it's a buy-to-let profit calculator. Not sure how up-to-date it is with uh, post-tax changes in recent times, but um, if you kind of really want to understand the true profitability of buy-to-let, go and check that out. Um, maybe have a stiff drink before you do because it's quite sobering. Uh, maybe a contradiction in terms there, but you know what I mean. The other thing that um, is quite handy is uh, if you go for a mortgage application, it's useful to understand your credit position, uh, obviously in advance before you get to the lender, uh, particularly if you need to do anything to fix any issues. So there's various cr different credit agencies, but I'm going to give a bit of a shout out to checkmyfile.com because it details four of the leading credit reference agencies' data. So uh, they describe it as the most comprehensive credit report that you can get. Um, but as an alternative, you can look at the Noddle report, noddle.co.uk, which is free. Um, it won't be as extensive as the Check My File one, I don't believe. I haven't compared it, in all honesty. I've used the Noddle one, I've used Experian, but um, there's a couple of shout-outs. But one I do want to highlight particularly is one that nobody really knows about. And it's often described as the secret credit reference agency. And it's uh, National Hunter, the National Hunter database, which is nhunter.co.uk and um, you won't fully appreciate what it's all about maybe from reading on the website. Needless to say that it is an information sharing uh, resource for all lenders so it's described as anti-fraud but it can produce some fairly spurious results at times. Um, I kind of list it, yeah, I describe it as a bit of a blacklist, a lender's blacklist. So you might want to find out what's on there about you. Um, and you can write in just in the same way as you can from any of the credit reference agencies to get a copy of your report. A little bit more expensive than a credit reference agency, but not that expensive. So it's worth worth spending a few quid to find out what's uh, what's listed there. And yes, I am flitting around tenant deposits. So um, per, personally, I'm a bit of a quest actually. I, I, I'm not a great believer in deposits. Um, I think it's yeah, it's a it's a carrot and a stick, obviously. Um, you know, put, put some money down and then we can use that at the end of a tenancy uh, or the threat of withholding a deposit if people don't look after a property. But I also think it's a bit of a barrier and, you know, some of these deposits now are quite considerable. Some people haven't always got the money and especially when they're having to put down a deposit for a second property while they've still got the deposit on the first one they're currently living in. It's, uh, it can be quite expensive. So I'm looking for an alternative to tenant deposits and there's a few out there and Reposit is definitely one of them, Flatfare another one and Find Your Canopy yet another. So they're more insurance based uh, tenant deposit schemes. Uh, I haven't actually used them. I'm on a quest as I mentioned to try and find them. Uh, and then in, in terms of communication tools, um, 
I'm finding these quite handy. So I'm thinking about free communication tools that you can use at remote locations and, and get a bit of a handle on a property. So if you happen to be remote, why not just do a WhatsApp call, take photographs and video it can be shared through WhatsApp and it's free, providing you've got data access or data usage on your phone. Um, similarly with Skype or FaceTime. So just, you know, think a little bit laterally. Um, it's easy to get um, a picture of what's going on with a property just for a little bit of video, short video or some photographs. And I use that quite regularly or those quite regularly. Um, to help me in my general business. By the way, just one extra feature with Skype. Uh, with Skype, you can also have what's called a Skype in number. So that's uh, what they call a non-geographic number. You can you can buy that or rent it actually, and then you can point that number at any phone and just divert it essentially. Uh, so you can divert it to your mobile, you can divert it to a call center, you can divert it to a landline, and you can change those settings from time to time as well. So check out Skype in as well as the standard Skype app. And if you happen to do any international business, there's a translator as well, but I haven't put it through its paces, but uh, I do know it's there. So um, again, flitting around, banking and finance is another area I kind of wanted to touch on. And we've got some a number of uh, breakthroughs, I think, in this particular area. We haven't covered it in the podcast yet, so we might get into a little bit more depth on it. But a couple of notables here I wish to mention. One is Revolut. Revolut is effectively a, a, a card, it's a MasterCard that you can take with you uh, internationally and it can reduce the cost of uh, currency or spending money overseas. So that's kind of handy if you happen to be going overseas. Um, TransferWise is another service I've used quite a lot, mainly for sending payments overseas. So I'm not talking about traveling, but just sending foreign currency. TransferWise is pretty useful for that, competitive, lower cost than uh, PayPal and the banks. And um, in terms of payment processing, uh, if, you, if you do any direct debit collection, for example, with rent or you'd like to, then Go Cardless is pretty useful. And then if you have any other types of payment collection, so such as subscriptions, which might be a bit, a bit unusual for some of you, but I certainly do. I have some uh, subscription services and I, I use Stripe and Moon Clark, and they're, they're both uh, pretty useful, I have to say, in that respect. So some banking and finance uh, applications there for you too. And then the next category is about electronic signatures. I like Signable. I've had a shout out for HelloSign. I've heard about Adobe Sign. So there's a number of different electronic, uh, electronic signature services now available too, which uh, makes life a lot easier and they're legally acceptable in a large number of cases, probably not um, with a mortgage deed, which uh, require what's called a wet signature. But uh, for most purposes, electronic signature is now legally binding and these services have come to the fore. In terms of uh, more general productivity, um, let's think about file uh, storage and retrieval. My number one is Dropbox, but you know there's also iCloud and Google Drive, but Dropbox seems to be pretty, pretty useful, I have to say. In terms of note taking, I've had a few shout outs for Evernote. There's a couple of alternatives, but Evernote seems to uh, have a very good search facility. So quite rightly gets, uh, gets a mention there as well. So um, another area, I don't know if uh, as you start to scale or branch out into different areas, for example, having a need to you know have people coming on to manage your properties or take bookings and that kind of thing. I'm now of a scale where I need people in, the, in my business. And a couple of resources I've used a few times now for outsourcing work, in particular, people per hour I've used quite a few times and Fiverr. 
uh, are services that I've used there. So probably worth checking out a couple of those if, um, if you need a little bit of extra help in the business, in your property business. And if you want to do a bit of networking, there's plenty around. I'm pretty sure that you'd have found yourself. But two um, sort of emerging websites are Eventbrite and Meetup. And um, just watch out for those, by the way, because I think they're they're rapidly growing. Uh, so Eventbrite and Meetup will have a number of public or not publications, but uh, events which are published. I've certainly used them personally, and uh, I've had some reasonable success from those too. So. There we go. So, and then I've got a bit of a hot watch now. We're into the last category, perhaps before I finish this uh, episode today. Uh, so, uh, some other notable mentions uh, in no particular order. We have uh, LNPG, or the I think it's called the Lash, uh, Landlords National Purchasing Group. So, particularly useful if you're doing re- refurbs. So, they've negotiated national discounts with some of the major um, suppliers. So, go and check that one out. Uh, money claim online if you unfortunately need to pursue somebody to get some money back. Uh, maybe someone, a tenant, absconded, but um, it's quite painless to do it through money claim online. Uh, if you want to research um, companies, for example, Companies House is really good for that. You can research people as directors and secretaries and also companies. Definitely a bit of a shout out there. A service I've used recently um, is The Labrador which is an energy switching service. So if you're responsible to pay bills in a property, for example, in an HMO or serviced accommodation, then maybe check out the Labrador, um, which can suggest alternative energy providers for you and save you a few quid on the bills there. Um, skimming through, there's others on the list I'm not mentioning, but uh, in the interest of time, um, some, some of the ones that have been mentioned in recent weeks are some of this black box connectivity or automation apps. Uh, if this, then that, and Zapier being two, and they helped connect two different types of apps together. So we're talking about apps here in general, but um, you can use uh, if this, then that, and Zapier to actually make two separate uh, apps work together. And you can do all sorts of crazy things by by using those tools. So definitely worth a look into those. On a more practical or pragmatic basis, um, I've recently used the HMRC capital gains tax calculator. Uh, so when I'm weighing up whether to sell a property, I've got a spreadsheet as well, but um, you, you know, it's more reliable to use the HMRC uh, tax, uh, capital gains tax calculator uh, to see what the actual capital gains tax liability would be if I were to sell. So that's been pretty handy. And you can also submit the, uh, the claim online as well if you need to using that system. I've used Chesterton's, uh, I've shouted that one out as an app, Chesterton's stamp duty calculator, so it's on my phone, just tap in the purchase price, it tells you what the stamp duty is payable going to be there, that's quite handy. And maybe, you know, one or two less obvious tools I just want to give a bit of a shout out to, uh, in, 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 in navigation and transport, or transportation, Waze is a really useful, um, it's an it's a interactive, uh, it's updated in real time. Um, navigation system for the car if you want to go somewhere of course uber <laughs> so uh, i do a bit of travel and um, i can't live without uber actually uber and ways are two of the things i definitely have on my phone always but um not necessarily on the phone but on the web um, i do a lot of writing so grammarly is a pretty useful tool it was also mentioned by someone in our community and rescue time if you find yourself drifting into social media a little bit too often or places you shouldn't be instead of working, Rescue Cut Time can help alert you to that and help you manage that a little bit more. 
and we are coming towards the end now. So some scanning apps, um, Scannable, uh, Scannable is a part of the Evernote family. So just on a mobile phone, you can take what looks like a photograph and it converts it into a PDF. I personally use iScanner, but Scannable has been given a bit of a shout out and uh, that's pretty useful. Just take a picture, it turns it into a PDF. You can text it, you can, uh, well, you can more probably more readily email it uh, or file it in Dropbox or something to that effect, or even Evernote for that matter. And something I can't really live without these days is LastPass. It's a password manager and digital wallet. And with all the passwords that you have to remember these days, uh, a password management tool um, or password management system is, is essential, I would say. So LastPass is, uh, gets my vote, that's for sure. And really just to draw a bit of a conclusion to this uh, list, I just want to give a bit of a shout out to the people who've written in, taken the time and trouble to either contribute in social media or written in. Uh, I might not have got everybody here, but I'm just going to try and mention some of the names who've helped me out. So I really appreciate uh, Scott, Helen, Ian, Tony, Richard, not me, Damien, no, not him, <laughs> Kiet, uh, if I said that correctly, Jonathan, Graham, Edward, John, Peter, Joanne and Andy. Possibly some others as well. And apologies if I didn't manage to call your name out there. Uh, I did genuinely try and find out who contributed to this list. So this list isn't all mine. It's equally from those people as well. So thank you very much. I really appreciate those who've uh, taken the time and trouble to uh, to make a contribution to this. This, this list is going to be a living, breathing uh, list. So if you want to get hold of it, uh, by all means, drop me a line. Um, it, and I'll, I'll share where it's at, but uh, it won't be in the show notes. Search is going to be a living, breathing list. So drop me a line if you'd like to get the full list and uh, nice, easy links to the resources. And hopefully we'll keep that more up to date um, than maybe I have done with the resources page on the website. But I'm really just going to close now. So the show notes are going to be over at the website, thepropertyvoice.net. And if you want to talk about anything from today's show or receive a, an intro into any of the guests that I've had on the show, or just talk about property investing generally, you know, you can email me podcast at thepropertyvoice.net and I'd be very happy to hear from you and I will see the message personally as well. But once again, all I want to say uh, this week is thanks very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back to having another guest interview on the PopTech series next week. But until, until that time, it's uh, ciao, ciao from me. Thank you for listening today. Now head over to thepropertyvoice.net for more inspirational content and get updates through our mailing list. Join us next time on the Property Voice podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, please don't forget to rate us on iTunes.